Al-Bayan Radio presents the following Friday khutbah from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Inna alhamdulillahi nahmaduh, wa nasta'inu bihi wa nasta'gfiruh, wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah, wa man yudwalil falahadiyalah, wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lah. وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وجاهد في الله حق الجهاد حتى أتاه اليقين فصلوات ربي وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أجارني الله وإياكم من النار ثم أما بعد In continuation of the topics that I myself have been discussing at this masjid in the past couple of weeks, related to the Muslim community and the perception and the understanding that are rela- that are connected to the Muslim community, such as uh, as being close to the Muslims or thinking good of the Muslims, and so on and so forth. Today, bi azza wa jal, I want to end end this series of a never-ending series because this topic is never-ending. Is there are so many Topics that we can talk about when it comes to the Muslim community Social uh, affairs and so on and so forth But I want to move on next week inshallah into another topic This week's khutbah is the title to this theme that we've been talking about And this title is Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran Verily the believers are but brothers This word innama in the Arabic language is adatu hasrin wa qasr. It benefits from the meaning it gives us that it limit, it is a limitation in the statement that comes next. So anytime you hear the word innama, know that there's a limitation and a restriction to the statement that comes next. So Allah Azza wa Jal says innama the limitation and restriction Al-Mu'minuna ikhwa The believers are but brothers And this limitation and this restriction that is found in this verse is of two levels The first is that Brotherhood Is imperative to Iman It's not by default Sorry, it's not by choice, it's by default Every believer Is the brother of a fellow believer So True Iman And true brotherhood Go hand in hand Every believer 
shows brotherhood and love. And brotherhood and love is only through the believers and to the believers. And that's the second level. That this brotherhood, that this bonding and this love that Allah Azza wa Jal is talking about, it's explicit and exclusive to the believers only. All other love that is based on material gain and, and benefit, this has nothing to do with the love that we're talking about. Because there is no love, there is no bond, and there is no connection like that of Islam. And for that, it's only explicit and exclusive to the people of Iman. And Allah Azza wa Jal tells the Prophet Sallallahu just that, that this love, that this bonding and this connection that is between the believers is from Him alone. Allah Azza wa Jal sends it down to the believers, to the, to the mu'mineen, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةً That only the believers, those that have true iman, will find that this bonding and this connection and love exists between them. Allah Azza wa Jal tells the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam after informing him that the hypocrites wanted to deceive him and that victory comes through him. Allah Azza wa Jal tells the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that Allah Azza wa Jal is the one that mended between the hearts and bonded between the hearts of the believers. Then Allah Azza wa Jal reinforces that this bonding and that this mending is from him. He says, O oh Muhammad, if you were to spend wealth of this world and what's in it to bond and to mend the hearts, you will not be able to. Because bonding the hearts is not based on material aspects. You can probably gather people with your wealth. For example, make a feast, a big feast, and tell the people there's a feast for free, and then you'll find people flocking left, right, and center. But that does not mean they love each other. You can give out money and tell whoever comes to this location, I'm going to give them a certain amount of money. People will flock, and you'll get hundreds, maybe even thousands. But that does not mean they love each other. لَوْ أَنْفَقْتَ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا مَا أَلَّفْتَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِهِمْ That if you were to spend all that which is on this earth of wealth, you will not be able to mend through their hearts because Allah is the one that mended their hearts. Allah is the one that gathered and bonded the hearts of the believers. And Allah Azza wa Jal warns those that don't want to be with and of and part of the believers. That if you don't want, fair enough. It's your choice. Your choice, and like that, Allah Azza wa Jal will replace you. Don't think you're irreplaceable. So Allah Azza wa Jal is now warning you, and warning anyone and everyone that wants to rebel, transgress, and turn away from the orders and the commands of Allah Azza wa Jal, that they will be, will be replaced. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَنْ يَرْتَدَّ مِنْكُمْ عَنْ دِينِهِ فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمِ not only will he replace you with a people, but he will replace you with a people that he loves and they love him. This is a testimony from Allah Azza wa Jal that he will replace those that rebel, transgress and turn away from the command of Allah Azza wa Jal, that he will replace them with the people that he loves and they love in return. They love him in return. What a testimony. What a statement. And oh, 
What an achievement if you are from those people that Allah says He loves you and you love Him. You want to be of them? Allah describes them. Allah Azza wa Jal describes those that He loves and that they love Him in return. يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَ How does He describe them? They give in charity, they stand the night in prayer, they fast the day, and they do all the obligations? Maybe. But that's not how Allah Azza wa Jal described them in this verse. يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَ أَذِلَّةٍ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ The description that Allah Azza wa Jal in this verse, the first description of these believers is that they show mercy to fellow Muslims. They show humbleness and love to fellow believers. This is how Allah Azza wa Jal described the people that He loves and they love Him in return. And what a good example. What better example than the example found in the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his companions. Allah Azza wa Jal describes them to us. Muhammadur Rasulullah وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَهُ أَشِدَّاءُ عَلَى الْكُفَّارِ رُحَمَاءُ بَيْنَهُمْ تَرَاهُمْ رُكَّعًا سُجَّدًا يَبْتَغُونَ فَضْلًا مِّنْ رَبِّهِمْ وَرِضْوَانًا Allah Azza wa Jal describes the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he describes his companions. He describes them that they pray and they prostrate and they seek Allah Azza wa Jal and they beseech him. But before he describes them with those actions, he says, Muhammadur Rasulullah Walladina Amanu Ma'ah Ashidda'u ala al-kuffar Ruhama'u baynahum They are stern towards the disbelievers Merciful to one another They show love They show, they show compassion They show this level of brotherhood That is not explainable And not found other than that Of the religion of Islam And Islam means the, the scriptures before us not only the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his companions, because Allah says in the Quran in the same verse, ذلك مثلهم في التوراة ومثلهم في الإنجيل. That those of the scriptures before us, those that followed the correct scripture of the Torah and the Injil, they were exactly the same. They had the same description. So this description of mercy and forgiveness and love and bonding between the believers is a description of the believers from the beginning of time to the end of time. And this, as we mentioned, is explicit and exclusive to the believers. And it's vitally important to one's iman, this love. So your iman will translate to love and brotherhood and bonding between the believers. And without this bonding and love and brotherhood, then there is no true iman. So what's the problem? What's the issue? Whether... We're talking on an individual level, so between brothers and sisters, or between cousins and relatives, or going out a bit further between friends, between the community, between even further the Muslim ummah. What's happening? What is happening between the believers? Why are we in a state that we're in? Simple. Allah Azza wa Jal tells us why. And obey Allah, obey Allah and His Messenger. And do not dispute. And do not dispute. Thus, because dispute results into loss of courage. And loss of courage will result into loss of strength. And loss of strength will result into failure and loss 
And this is the reason. And this is the explanation to majority of the issues that the Muslim Ummah, whether on an individual level or a collective level, we face today because of this. When you dispute, when you disobey, when you disobey Allah Azza wa Jal, when you disobey the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you dispute. When you dispute, you lose courage. When you lose courage, you lose strength, leading you to loss and failure. We get a good example from this, the Battle of Uhud. We all know the story of Battle of Uhud. Some of us have actually been there physically, gone to Al-Madinah. We've stood where the archers stood, on the mountain of the archers. How do we get the example of this? In the battle of Uhud, the believers at the beginning were winning. And the strength, the courage was there. And victory was their way, it was happening. But then something changed. Something happened in the lines of the believers that caused them to lose this battle. Allah Azza wa Jal says to the believers when they proclaimed a statement, When the believers were surprised at to what happened to them in Badr or in Uhud, Allah Azza wa Jal tells them, they said, They said, why and what happened? Why did we end up where we are from victory to loss? Allah Azza wa Jal tells them, It's because of what you produced. What did they produce? What mistake, sin or fault did they produce for them to end up failing and losing the battle of Uhud? Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran, Allah Azza wa Jal fulfilled his promise with the believers. That when they were true to his cause, when they were facing his way, when their heart wanted Allah Azza wa Jal, connecting to him, Allah Azza wa Jal fulfilled his promise. You were defeating the believers, uh, the disbelievers by his permission. Then something happened. Hatta until until you lost courage and disputed. And you disputed. Why? Because you disobeyed. When you seen what you wanted, what you seen, what you seen, when you seen that of victory, you disputed, disputed over what? That's where the problem was. And that's where all disobeying and dispute start. Dunya, desire. There were those that wanted to listen and obey the command of Allah Azza wa And on the footnote, we're talking about the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They are from the best of people to walk this earth after the Prophet and after the Prophets and the Messengers. And Allah described and said, Should we come down off the off the hill that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam ordered us to stay? Some said yes, some said no. Some said no, listen to the command of the Prophet. He said, Do not come down. And they said, no, we're going to come down. That's where the problem was. They disobeyed the command of the Prophet ﷺ when he told them, do not 
descend from this mountain or this hill that you're standing on. No matter what the case is. They disputed. And they disputed and this because they disobeyed. Had they listened to the command of the Prophet wasallam, there was no dispute. When they disputed, this dispute was because of them disobeying the Prophet And when they disobeyed, they lost courage and everything and that which follows we know of loss and death. If we take this example and we implement it on ourselves individually, or even collectively as an ummah, we find we find the root cause and the problem to, to the root cause to many of our problems. That the hearts do not connect, the hearts do not mend, the hearts do not bond. If one wants the dunya and the other wants the akhirah, there will always be a splinter, there will always be a crack, there will always be a differing. If one wants to obey and the other wants to disobey. So the hearts are bonded, amended, and gathered once they listen and submit and obey to the command of Allah Azza wa Jal. Because this bonding, this mending, and this connection, and this love, and this brotherhood is from Allah Azza wa Jal. He is the one that puts it in the hearts of the believers. He is the one that allows the hearts of the believers to connect, to bond, and to, and to mend. And this happens when there's iman, when there's true iman. Like the example of Umayr ibn Wahab and when he became a Muslim. And I'll end it with this example. Umayr ibn Wahab was sitting with Safwan ibn Umayyah at the Kaaba after the battle of Badr. And they were remembering the humiliation of Badr and their deceased that died in Badr and the, the ones that were captured. So Umayr ibn Umayyah tells Safwan, he tells him, if it wasn't for my offsprings, my children, and my dad, I myself would have went and killed Muhammad myself. And Safwan being from the rich nobles of Quraysh, he said to him, if you're a man of your word, go. And your debt is my debt, I'll cover it. And your children, if something happens to you, they become my children. I'll raise them as they're mine. So Umayr set out on his journey because he's a man of his word. He went to kill the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They got to Al-Madinah and the first person to meet him there was Umar radiyallahu anhu. He wasn't happy to see him. He wasn't happy to see him at all. And after a while, he was given permission to see the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells him, Ya Umayr, what is it that brings you to Al-Madinah? He says, our captured or our prisoners of, of Badr, we want them and we want to talk about them. So the Prophet ﷺ tells him, Ya Umayr, is there anything else that brings you? He says, nothing else brings me other than our prisoners. He said, then why do you have your sword with you? He said to him, what did this sword bring us other than humiliation in Badr? He's trying to deter the Prophet ﷺ of his intentions and his goals and why he's there. So the Prophet ﷺ tells him, Ya Umayr, when you're at the Kaaba, you and Safwan, and you said this and he said that, and you promised this and he promised that, he said to him, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa annaka Rasulullah. 
I bear witness and testify that you I bear witness and testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah And that you are his prophet Because there was no one with us No one heard us, no one saw us And not, this information was not shared with anyone You cannot know this information unless it came from above Now what does this story have to do with the, the topic of Iman and brotherhood? So what Umar says next Umar radiallahu anhu He said Umair entered upon us And he was more despised to me than a pig and he left, and he was more beloved to me than some of my children. How long did this gathering take? Half an hour? One hour? Two hours? Five hours? Ten hours? Whatever it was. What changed other than Umair becoming a believer? Umair becoming a believer, and that's what it changed. But because he became a true believer, and this iman and this belief entered his heart, which was already found in the heart of Umar radiallahu anhu. And because they were true believers that wanted Allah, that faced Allah, that needed Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah mended and bonded the hearts and connected them. So there is no true iman. There is no true iman without love for your fellow brothers, without this brotherhood and this bonding and mending. And there is no bonding and mending and brotherhood and love without iman. So if one wants to put himself on a scale to test his iman, to test if Allah Azza wa Jal loves him, yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbuna, to see if he's on the straight path that Allah loves, let him see himself where he is from his fellow brothers, where his heart is from those that are Muslims, then he will know where he is from Allah Azza wa Jal. أَقُولُ مَا تَسْمَعُونَ وَأَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ فَاسْتَغْفِرُهُ فَيَا فَوْزَ الْمُسْتَغْفِرِينَ الحمد لله وكفى ولا عدوان إلا على من ظلم وبغى والصلاة والسلام على المبعوث المصطفى صلوات ربي وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد and as promised also we mentioned and we said in the last khutbah that I was here that in the second khutbah we will dedicate it to common mistakes as per request common mistakes that are done related to the prayer. And we started off with the mistakes that are done related to the Jum'ah prayer. And we mentioned the last time I was here, the mistake that many brothers do when they, in, when they take part in idle action and in idle speech during the sermon, such as playing with your phone or talking to someone or fiddling with the carpet, so on and so forth. And we said that this voids the reward of the Jum'ah. And we also mentioned that to avoid this, it's a good idea to come early. To avoid this so you can do your messages, do your phone calls, say what you have to say, get comfortable before the Jum'ah prayer or before the sermon so that you can get the reward without fiddling or taking part in idle speech. And this is the common mistake that we're going to talk about today. The brothers that come late to Jum'ah prayer. This is a common mistake that many brothers sadly do. And we're talking late, as we'll come to understand, upon the Imam beginning his sermon and, and, and after that. But what does it mean when we say he misses out on the reward of Jum'ah? What kind of reward is there for those that attend Jum'ah correctly. 
The Prophet sallallahu says, As-salawatul khams, wal-jum'atu ila al-jum'a, wa ramadan ila ramadan. So we have the five daily prayers. So between each and every single prayer. Then we have Friday to the following Friday. Then we have Ramadan to the following Ramadan. Mukaffirat, mukaffiratum ma baynahunna idha jtanaba al-kabair. They are expiators for what happens and comes between them. So from one prayer to the other, all that happens in between, are these prayers, once they are attended correctly, are expiators for what happens between them. So on a daily basis. Then you have on a weekly basis, Jum'ah prayer, to Jum'ah prayer, if you attend Jum'ah correctly, to the following Jum'ah correctly, all that sin that is done in between that is forgiven if these, act done, uh, these actions or this worship is done correctly. And then the Ramadan to the next Ramadan, if you do Ramadan correctly, all that sin that is done between it are expiated so as long as you avoid major sin. That's why it's important to make sure that your worship is done correctly and that you don't miss out on the reward. And there are many other rewards that we'll get into, inshallah, maybe next week. As for coming early, the one that comes late, he misses out. As the Prophet wasallam says, that on every Friday, the angels take out and stand, or the, on every Friday, the angels stand on the gate or the entrance of the masjid. And they write the names of the individuals that come chronologically. So, Muhammad came first, Ahmed came second, Bilal came third, and so on and so forth. And when the Imam ascends to do his sermon, they fold up their scrolls and they get ready to listen to the sermon. So once the Imam begins his sermon, they fold up their scrolls and there is no more, you are no more longer written from those that attended. Now first and foremost, we, let's talk about the chronological order. The first hour of that Friday, or the first person to come, will be written as though he gave in charity or sacrifice a camel. Then after that a cow. Then after that a ram. Then after that a sheep. Then after that a chicken. And then after that a goat, a, 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 an egg. So you realize how the more you delay coming to Jumu'ah prayer, the less your offering. So the earlier you come, the greater the offering. The greater the sacrifice. The greater the reward. And then the bigger mistake and the worse off is the one that comes after the sermon has begun. This person, he is not written from those that the angels write in their scroll. So to avoid that, come early to Jumu'ah prayer. Inshallah next week, we'll, we will continue with another mistake from the mistakes of Jum'ah. May Allah forgive us and teach us and allow us to elevate. Inna Allahu wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad. Kama sallayta ala ibrahima wa ala ali ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid. Wa barik ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad. Kama barakta ala ibrahima wa ala ali ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma ya sami al-sawt. Wa ya sabiq al-fawt. Wa ya kasiya al-ghazami lahman ba'da al-mawt. Allahumma aghfir lana dunubana. اللهم ارحمنا وتب علينا وتقبل منا لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إننا كنا من الظالمين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات بكرمك يا ربنا
قريب مجيب الدعوات وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقم الصلاة